6 o'clock on a Monday, it's usually time for Joke Workshop, and today will be some semblance of Joke Workshop. Your host, Pam Benjamin, I'm joined by Pancake, and Jonathan's hanging out. We're going to have some calls, we have some scheduled calls coming in. We have Shane Kenny and Aaron Lewis, also Elizabeth Stanton from British Columbia, and Jen Perez, all scheduled to call in. We're going to talk for... 15 minutes, tell jokes, take notes, see what they want to, if they're working on stuff or not, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. The phone number is 415-550-0511. You can give us a call after 705. We're going to get through all of our comedians. If you hear beep, beep in the background, that's because somebody is calling. We we don't have call waiting on our landline here at mutinyradio.fm. But we do have a landline. So in the coming apocalypse, that's something to note, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can call always in, call us. Uh, phone tree. Five five zero zero five one one. What fun tree? What's a fun tree? A phone tree. Oh, a phone tree. Yeah, so we can relay information to people, um, and we usually, if there's an emergency, we have to like call outside of the state because all the circuits in in here will be busy. So call out state and have someone that we can re- rely uh, rely on to pick up a phone and then relay information and then have that person be uh, ready to receive other phone calls and give information to people who are calling them. Because the Internet's going to go down? Everything, <laughs> everything, everything. Phones are different, though. And if right, the electricity yeah. goes out, we still have phones. All right, 415-550-0511. That's happening. Uh, th- uh, throughout the entire background here today, I'm just going to be... Uh, there it is. Just Bob Marley playing on a forever loop. Don't worry about a thing. Three little birds. But be prepared. Yeah, I mean, be prepared. But don't worry. Be prepared. I mean... This is this is uh, this has been an, a really great time for me. I mean, uh, you know, I've been I've been dealing with some issues of anorexia, and what a time to be anorexic, you know, during the apocalypse when <laughs> you have don't have access to food anyway. Ha <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> I win. I'll just keep getting thinner. I'm like, God, I look great in the apocalypse. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm. I had two hard-boiled eggs today. I'm doing good, and a couple pieces of delicious seas candy. Shout out to J W Blunt who um, brought me some candy, so I uh, love C's candy, so good. Also, he has a show here on Fridays, 4 to 6, uh, J.W. Megalode, works for C's candy, good guy. C's candy is uh, expanding, or it's they were. Well, it's a San Francisco-based company from back in the turn of the century. Yeah. Great stuff. I love candy. What about ice cream? It's a... Yeah, it's it's are good. I mean, I'm I'm down. I I think years ago that I was more my game were, were the it's it's, um, but I might have itsed it myself out of the game. Like I might have eaten too many it's it's oh. because I was like, that was one of my main food sources for a while. Was it's it's. Oh, not moon pie. No, 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 no. I mean, I like I really enjoy um, uh, marshmallow though. Oh, Jonathan. You have to put headphones on for when people call if you want to. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm from Southern California, so they were kind of a thing, I guess. People n- knew about them, and people were like, "Oh yeah, my cousin's smoking. Have you ever heard of it's it's?" I'm like, 
sounds weird because there's two ids in it. <laughs> but um, then coming up here, it was just, yeah, like Pam said, I maybe overate them because it was I might so have overeaten them, yeah. Overeaten them, yeah. It was just so good. It, it could be a breakfast. It could be the a lunch. The cappuccino, <laughs> though, is, is probably, I say, their best flavor. No, but I can't, you know, I can't taste them anymore, so that's another reason why. Ice cream just doesn't do it for me anymore as ah. much. Oh, there we go. That's yeah, got to be yeah. Shane. Thank God we were... I Hey, Shane. What's going on, Pam? All right. Right on time. Thanks for calling into the joke workshop here on radio.fm. Thanks for doing this. So do you um, – oops, sorry. That was that was a little bit squeaky. Um, do you have any new material you've been working on? So much material. So glad you're here. Um, so you got to get your face really close to the phone, other to I the speaker. There you go. I have it, like, next to my mouth. No, not, but keep trying. I mean, kind of, but it's just not that loud. Try again. Here, I took there it you go. Now we're cooking cool. with grease. All right. Cool. Let me know when to Yeah, start, start it up. Cool. Awesome doing this. Now I can actually imagine my audience in their underwear and know they're actually in their underwear. <laughs> so, um, yeah, gnarly what's been going on. Lighter note, I learned that animals get intoxicated. It's not from the same things that intoxicate us. Like, dolphins get high by huffing puffer fish, and then bears can get drunk from drinking too much honey. Which means, you know, bears have had this conversation. Like, Yogi, what, what happened to Smokey? Oh, uh, he drank 20 honeycombs last night. Smokey got so drunk, he started a fire. Oof. At least I can, like, pretend my everyone's laughing hysterically. This is uh, – so my older brothers beat the crap out of me growing up, and one time my big brothers beat me up so bad, I don't remember what I did to piss them off. They beat a memory out of me. I've been in mosh pits, car accidents, and street fights. All that I remember with clarity. I don't know how hard or repeatedly you have to hit a person to remove a memory, but – my brothers are pioneers in punching and kicking and wherever the else they slammed my skull. So, what else? I learned recently that the scientific term for male stupidity is testosterone poisoning. Testosterone poisoning. Like, I was relieved to hear that because all this time I thought I was free. It turns out I've been dealing with a severe case of poisoning my whole life, which was not understood until now, so at least I'm getting to the bottom of, you know, all these blackout drunkenness and all these shenanigans I keep finding myself in the middle of. So, uh, I wish I were bisexual. I really do. It looks like a lot of fun. Like, to put this in video game terms, being straight feels like I'm playing Team Deathmatch. At best, I can hit half the map. You know, if I'm lucky. But being bisexual is like playing free-for-all. The map is wide open. If you got enough skill and everyone's consenting, you could walk into a bar and be like, I'm going to fuck everyone here. I'm feeling it. Let's do this. So speaking of fucking, uh, Chick-fil-A. So 
Chick-fil-A apparently donated $2 million anti-LGBT um, group, which is hilarious because Chick-fil-A's entire business platform is built on people putting cocks in their mouth and swallowing. It's like, you'd think they'd be more supportive of the gay community considering <laughs> their, what the company is founded upon. Just let me know when I'm out of time. Okay, uh, how about two more jokes? Cool. So, during this crisis, we've all come to think about our intelligence, what we're dependent on. Do you ever think about how far society would get if you were the smartest person around? Like, you're the Elon Musk of Earth. How we have, like, flying cars or what? Like, I'm constantly thankful there's geniuses who are making cool stuff for us to enjoy because if I were the smartest person in the tribe, we would all know where the G-spot is, but once we discover psychedelics and the G-spot, we are no longer progressing. We're all going to feel great and have some cool stories, but nothing to write them down with or make them into shows. So, uh, last joke, uh, I think this pandemic is going to create a new subspecies of bros and jocks that are super hygiene conscientious. Because this pandemic shut down sports and the gym. This is like Armageddon for testosterone. Like the same guys that buy Bud Light and protein powder are after this are going to have hand sanitizer on their feet. Because you know some dude after this is going to be like, Chad, we can't risk losing sports to the gym again. I was punching the wall and jerking off all day. And Brad's going to be like, dude, I was just reading a book. I'd <laughs> so thank you for the time. I... I'm taking all the silent laughter and the joy. I wrote down. I wrote down. I wrote down some comments for you, uh, Shane. So let's. Uh, so first, uh, bears can get drunk off honey. I like where you're going with it, but I I want like a scientific reason why. Like you just kind all of right. mentioned in passing that animals are getting drunk off something else, but then you didn't. But it wasn't alcohol, and you didn't say why. Just like one line of a reason scientifically why or whatever. Um, the brothers beating the shit out of each other and then into testosterone poisoning, I feel like that needs to be one joke. Like, okay. um, there's testosterone poisoning within your family because of genetics or something. I would take, I would take those jokes and look for the, look for, rather than it being two separate things, try to meld it together as one. Uh, yeah, and then at the end, I would also call that back because you talk about how, they were you were they're closing the workout gyms and oh my god what are you going to do there's going to be testosterone poisoning there's going to be the opposite of you know something about like what are my brothers going to what are people going to do they're going to have to go home and beat up their family or something you know what i mean like yeah bring it back to the brother thing thank you yeah so i would take i would take all that beating and then also i mean if you're going to talk about beating each other up you sort of have like a beat off joke right there you're kind of like setting yourself mm -hmm. up for a dick joke um, oh yeah I mean, you said beating a lot, and um, so the I wish I was by thing for me, it didn't pan out only because I didn't I don't play video games, so I didn't know your yeah. references like deathmatch, and um whatever the other thing was free fall or something. But the funny part in that was if you have the line, this is a great line. If you have enough skill and consent, that line is gold. If you have enough skill and consent, you can do anything you want. So. That, 
out of the whole thing you did, that was where I, I thought the funny really was on the line, if you have enough skill and consent, boom. Um, the Chick-fil-A is hilarious. I would just say Chick-fil-A's entire business is, or uh, even less words, but swallowing cock is, you don't, okay. have, to, you don't I, have to do, yeah. you could just cut the chaff, right? So you're like, Chick-fil-A's business plan is based off swallowing cocks, you know, something like that. Just quick. But yeah. the, I, you had the perfect idea there. Um, that's it. That's Those are the notes I took. What do you think? Thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been, so you've been writing, you've been writing a lot this week. I've been writing, not just stand up. I'm doing a quarantine day journal. I'm working on my fiction book and then recording music. So I've been pumping out work. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking advantage. What's your, what's your fiction book about? Um, having studied climate change and read a lot of cool stuff on like human psychology and being a history nerd, I wanted to just in my own for my own curiosity, see what's the United States going to look like 200 years after we don't solve climate change. After, so, wh- after what about climate change? Like, so essentially the premise of the book is we didn't address climate change fast oh, enough. Oh, okay. So farmland became unusable. Cities were, a couple cities sank. And it's really 200 years in the future seeing like, what's the U.S. look like? What cities are still around? Who's surviving? What diseases became airborne because of? Who's your main character? Um, my main character is a scavenger from like a community of farmers. Who's his job is just like, hey, can you go find some supplies we need in the ruins of a city, get some food, don't die, and he's going out on a run when these rich people who abandoned Earth because it got too scary because the poor were killing them. Their descendants have been living in space the whole time, wow. and their space station starts to break down. So the story picks up when descendants of rich people who have no idea the Earth is complete shit now are relying on these farming communities to keep them safe from other groups of farmers and Native Americans who all want them dead. Oh, so the rich people have to get out of space because they, space is no longer habitable. Yeah, but essentially the poor got so mad at the rich, they some of them just started boondock saint style murdering the rich. Sure, makes and sense. Jeff Bezos is building a, planning on building a space station, so I thought, worst comes to worst, he's got a backup plan. Well, but that's the thing is, if they're in the space station, they still are relying on Earth unless they have replicators for food. So like you, oh, you yeah, get yeah, into the place of like, are you in reality? I mean, oh, obviously no, you're not in reality I'm because you're in dystopian t- future two hundred years and stuff but because if, if you if you were a rich person at a space station you're still reliant upon the earth to be able to get supplies unless there's a new it's a way to sustaining space station like there's i like there's ways of growing plants and, oh, okay you so know, they're self-sufficient and they're in space then why do they have yeah. to deal with the people on earth at all because after 200 years any just the way our engineers are how things are engineered today, they don't tend to survive beyond oh. 200 years without replacements or repairs. So the entropy and of the space station, like you basically, you're, you're 200 years of entropy. It's time. You need to get back. They, the rich people have to get back to Earth. They have to get some connection with Earth because they need to, like, replace some shit or... Yeah. So but you're going But now they're in the aftermath of what their ancestors left behind. Right. So are you going to somehow get the scavenger guy into space? 
no, he's the essentially the premise is all the people who are living in space now are eventually going to have to come back to Earth, but Earth is in this deep tribal faction system where it's the two groups that survived were indigenous people and farmers, and the refugees from cities and suburbs who were taken in by those two groups. So that's so then their your trouble is how do they get from space back down? Where do they land? Like, is yeah, there any technology left for the like? There's solar panels and some batteries, but it's like very limited. There's no more like fossil fuels, so it's also I wrote it kind of as a fuck you because I kept seeing all these horribly scientifically inaccurate dystopian things, and I was like, reality's scary enough. Just let me paint that picture for you. Sure, with the you know the and after the that's water what wars I'm really of twenty one twenty one. I'm trying to be as scientifically and historically accurate. 99% of the time as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm but then again, scientific and historically accurate from what we know now in the past, I mean, you get to have fun with that whole 200 years in the, yeah, and that's in the why interim to make a buffer of technology trends, fluctuations. I get to enough room to like play around with and be creative, but enough walls to, act to force me to think in and outside of the box. And where's the love story? Um, the love story is. The scavenger dude, he has to take along a plant and water expert who's like a young 20-something from his community so he doesn't, like, starve to death or can still have water. And this dude meets one of the people from space who's a female and kind of, as they're both terrified and they're not used to this, him and her uh, have a little romance. But also the scavenger, one of his girlfriends, was kidnapped a decade before, and he's hooked up with all these indigenous women who he's met in his travels. So, so he's he a player. Kind of he's he's slinging the pipe all oh over. Oh yeah, there's a there's a threesome scene between his old girlfriend and his indigenous one, and <laughs> uh, there I, you go. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Shane, me. for telling us not only your new jokes but also uh, talking through your. Your cool novel, your dystopian yeah. future. That uh, it's a great premise, and especially with your background, uh, with the yeah, green technology it's fun stuff. Yeah, because cool I get stuff. to incorporate everything: science, jokes, history. It's kind of a. It's Threesomes. fun to go beyond just the bit or the song and really explore stories and ideas in multi dimensions at once. Plot twist: There's a threesome. I knew there was going to be a threesome. I was like, it was like I was writing it. I'm like, I have to because you know, sex sells, and also right. Why not have a dystopian threesome? Gotta <laughs> slay the hog, baby. Uh, thank you so much for calling in, Shane Kenny. I know you've been a, a grand supporter here of Mutiny Radio in the past Pam, I salute week. You. And I really you appreciate inspire that. me, and I hope we'll make sure people tell stories of the brave DJs at Mutiny Radio. The brave DJs. Right on. Well, that that is, that call right there behind you is Lizzie Stanton. Thanks so much. Thanks, Shane Kenny. Is that Lizzie Stanton? It is it indeed. Is perfect timing. We just had Shane Kenny. We heard the beep beep. You were exactly on time. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I was listening. Actually, I thought it was pretty funny. He's talking about his idea of a dystopian novel, and I'm like, um, I don't know if you've heard of this show, but it's called The 100, and it's actually filmed in Coquitlam uh, in BC, and it's. It's a similar plot where they went up on a space station and it's been like a couple hundred years and now they have to go back to Earth and they send like a hundred like teenagers down there in order to like try and inhabit it because it's like yeah. a clear active disaster. Well, teenagers too, they're the ones to send, those hooligans. 
they'll just like break everything and be like, fuck it, you know, that's so, they're, that's Well, they, like, they come across a bunch of like native people down there and everything and then, yeah, it's, it's like, but it's, it's just a similar concept though. I'm like, this, there's so, so only so much parallel thinking, right? Right, yeah, that, that's, that's true too. I, that's happened a lot to me in, um, in comedy where, so there was this one time I was here running the board and there was a girl from Australia and she gets up on stage and she starts a joke and it was about the Little Mermaid and the things in her cave are dildos. And I was like, I have the exact, it was almost the exact joke. It was like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? How many <laughs> dildos does, uh, you know, I got thingamabobs. I got 20, but who cares? Anyway, so it was the same exact idea. And she was from fucking Australia. And I was like, wow. Okay, well. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. I no, mean, either. there's only hack. so That's why they many. Call it hack. There's only so many thoughts you can have, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like I do like a ton of like Jewish jokes. I'm like, how many people are gonna think up like the same Holocaust puns? A billion. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your own market. <laughs> how many, how many Holocaust puns does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Um, <laughs> so, do you want to do some material? Do you want to talk? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I'd love to run through a little bit of material. Cool. Um, do your thing. I'll take notes and, um, you know, when do like maybe, you know, five minutes of material and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll have conversation. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I don't know people often give credit to China enough. Like they've actually come up with a lot of things. Like for example, they were the first ones to be dying of the coronavirus and they were also the first ones to make noodles. So they invented pasta. But in both cases, the Italians perfected it. Oh, fuck! That is gold! Wow. Jesus Christ! Lizzie Stanton! Holy fucking shit! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my um, God! That is the best, most topical corona joke. Holy fuck! Thank you. Wow. Wow. Um, so... I would personally like to apologize for this pandemic that's going on because I got banned from the United States and I'm Jewish. So I'm pretty sure that I'm exactly like Moses because they fucked over another Jew and now a plague has hit. <laughs> There's been massive outbreaks of coronavirus over in Kirkland, Washington. They're the originators of Costco. People there have just been catching it in bulk. Okay, though, as soon as there's a cure, they'll be selling it wholesale. Now, say what you will, but I think that there is a cure for coronavirus. I agree with what Mike Pence said. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but whose prayers are we answering? I mean, today I was in a Costco parking lot, and I couldn't find a space. There were too many people. And a guy cut me off. And I think to myself the same as everyone does when that happens. I think, God, why are there so many of these assholes? I wish there was just a massive plague that would wipe them all out. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. You know, say what you will, but I mean, like, I always like to think on the positive side. I try to think positive. So, like, whenever there's a massive disaster like 9-11 or a mass shooting or people dying in a pandemic, I, I try and think positively. Like, did you know that the biggest fear that people actually have is dying alone? So if you can say anything for these disasters, at least nobody died alone. Now, 
I've actually heard that the British have been well prepared for the coronavirus outbreak. In fact, they even hired Julie Andrews to do a public service announcement. She's been heard singing on the BBC about what to do if you think you've contracted it. Oh, a spoonful of sugar makes the cyanide go down. <laughs> the cyanide go down, the cyanide go down. I'm sorry, that might be a little bit dark, but I, I like my jokes the same as I like my dicks. Dark, dirty, and uncut. I think it was interesting you were talking about The Little Mermaid. Uh, they, they recently, they recently re-released The Little Mermaid in live action. They actually hired a black girl to play the part of Ariel. And I personally am super offended, but not because I'm racist, but I'm sure that Disney is. Why were they so keen to throw another black person to the bottom of the ocean? I'm just saying, it's the 1800s, and that was your first thought, Disney? And besides, they're taking away that role from a much worse-off minority group, the Gingers. They're pigmentally challenged. I mean, if anyone should be under the ocean, it should be Gingers. They can't survive the sun's rays. I mean, with the ozone layer being depleted, pretty soon, black people is all that's going to be left. I mean, pretty soon, they're going to be having to put on white face in all the movies so that they can fill in the roles of the squares and bad dancers. I mean, I, I feel bad for gingers. I, I've tried, tried my best to, to do a charitable deed. I, I, I went for an entire string of potato patties. I dated an entire line of Irishmen, and it seems it doesn't matter how big the Irish guy They've all got to be leprechaun hiding in their pants. Oh, shit. That's punching down, baby. And since some of them are circumcised, it's kind of like leprechaun, too. Leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> yeah, but you know what my buddy? He finger-banged an Irish girl. Now he's got a green thumb. I was terrified every time that I got my boyfriend. He was from Tipperary, and I was terrified every time that I got with him that I'd get pregnant. Because there's nothing worse than the idea of having unwanted tater tots. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big problem for me because, like, I don't, I don't use condoms. But I don't use condoms because I am an environmentalist. Condoms are made of latex, and they're not biodegradable. The babies I throw out are. <laughs> That's horrible, God. I would never throw out a baby. That's a waste of perfectly good protein. Now, look, I'm Jewish, and we're all economists, right? And I know that Tom Cruise will pay a pretty, pretty, flat, a pretty penny in order to eat some baby placenta. So imagine how much he'd pay for the whole baby. Just saying, I got a market here. Lizzie's baby back ribs. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can say this much. If I had a baby, it would be from an Irishman anyway, and so it wouldn't really matter because they're, they're all so stupid that it would be brain dead. In fact, it would be like a vegetable. So I could actually even make it a vegan meal. Yeah, I, I feel bad if this offends anyone, but, like, I mean, the point of comedy is to make the bitter things in life more palatable, right? I'd like to think of myself as, like, the pineapple juice to the world's cup. Okay, that, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Yay!
ending on a dick joke. Lizzie Stanton, hell yeah. Hey, that China Italy jo- joke at the top with the noodles is fucking fire. Um, Thank you. With the plagues, they're actually, you, you're a Jew, you know there was more than one plague. I feel like you can go through a few of those plagues, possibly. And even like at Costco, you can set one of the plagues. Like, it's raining flo- frogs at Costco. Um, that Pence thoughts and prayers thing was great. And then it all came back around and circled all the way around. It was great. I loved all that Costco material, especially since it's supposed to be social distancing and everyone's like super close to each other. Um, you start talking about dying alone. And I was like, well, right now we all kind of are dying alone because of social distancing. We're more alone than ever. And maybe you can die on a Zoom group chat or something. Like Actually, I was going to say that this, for me, has been the most social time in my entire life except with no physical attention, which means that it's exactly the same as my entire life has been. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of people to talk to, no one to talk to me. Exa- exactly. I, I, I feel you, girl. Uh, I don't feel you. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> um, so uh, I felt like with the black, the black people and the water and the swimming – um, there's a couple things, a couple directions you can go. A, uh, there's a stereotype that black people can't swim. So mm-hmm. that's a good one to play off of because you already have a black mermaid and it usually, there's a, like a trope that black people aren't good at swimming. Also, oh, no, I know, I know. I got oh. that also. It was, it was a play on to whole, like, you know, like, what was the name of that movie where, like, they threw all the black people into the bottom of the ocean? I don't, um, I don't know. I think they did that during Slay uh, Sla- Sla- on the Way Over. I don't know how something? they did that. But yeah, they they drowned a whole bunch of black people back in the 1800s, which is the same time as the Little Mermaid is set. I so see where you're going. They tied they tied weights and they threw black people who were sick or whatever the slaves off the ships. Dear Lord, that's that's wow. Well, okay, I didn't get your the maybe like one more line about history to leave. Yeah, I'm a history major, so I know that a lot of my jokes are a little bit highbrow, and people are just like, she's racist. Right? No, but I I just didn't get like I my brain started to go like, well, if you're going with I was like, oh, black people aren't good at swimming. Or, but also that um, their hair, they get mad. They get mad about their they, hair. Their hair gets wet. Girls, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was all just me being kind of hack. Uh, oh, so if the black people are going in white face, there might be a thing about zinc oxide there. You know how when you put the white stuff on your nose because it keeps the sun away from the 80s, mm-hmm. zinc oxide. Just that black people would be in white face because of the sunscreen. That's p- potential. Oh, um, and you said tater tots, and that's and that worked. Um, and you know they just when you have leftover tater tots, they're cold and not crispy, and that's gross. <laughs> but that was really good. And I would even with that abortion stuff. I think there's two direct. You went with the eating the children, but you can also go with um, stem cells, like uh, harvesting them for other strange things other than just the food that they could possibly sustain us with. But that I mean, I've got so many abortion jokes, it's actually somewhat terrifying. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't do well in front of very um, uh, right-wing crowds. <laughs> right. Hey, I have a bunch of abortion jokes. Hey, abortion's important for us to talk about, especially when our civil rights and, well, at least for us in the United States, our constitutional rights are starting to be revoked. And um, I mean, what happens with the, I mean, geez, what happens under martial law if you have to get an abortion? <laughs> Where they go... No more abortions, and then you're like, now I have to have a baby. Like, what the fuck, man? I, mean, I, I, have I actually an IUD, think this so. is, is. I think it's interesting because I'm banned from the United States, and half your population's fucking dying off. Same over here. I'm just saying, if I manage to survive this thing out, they should welcome me back with open arms. Absolutely. What are you fertile? 
Come on over, Lizzie Stan. Are you exactly fertile? university yeah. educated Jewish woman? I mean, if anything else, I mean, I should be controlling the country. I'm supposed to own your media. Aren't right, I? you're supposed to control the weather. I think that's one of the new things. She's a witch. She can control the weather. That was a thing today. I was really excited because I found one of my old notebooks from like five years ago, and I was like, "Oh shit!" There's a bunch of jokes that I don't, I didn't even remember that I used to do, and so now I'm really excited because I have a bunch of old jokes that I can redo and make new again. I'm just like, this this time, this time in the house has only proved like a creative boon. I feel like I lucky. feel like this is the most oddly I don't it's horrible. Don't get me wrong, this thing is horrible. But but like I said, I always try and think on the positive side and so while it's all twisted and dark and everything, yes, that's how I work. I can't help but think I have been talking more to you guys and Americans, and I'm banned from America right now, so ironically, career-wise, this probably is actually very beneficial to me in a horrible <laughs> way. All of your American contacts. Exactly. Yeah. I literally was talking for six hours, I kid you not, six hours last night to people in America on freaking Zoom and Facebook Messenger and yeah. Skype, and I'm like, I'm probably going to have more American contacts after this, and I'm like, I can do nothing with any of them. <laughs> Well, that's you know the other thing is we don't even know what what the new normal will be after this. I mean, who knows if they're gonna not let us travel between countries ever again, or if how one gets to do that if one chooses or does. I mean, do I ever get to go to Greece again? Are we? Can anybody go to Europe? Like when are they just gonna? Are we gonna become completely isolationist and? In our in our uh, countries, or? that's a good question. I'm wondering about. I mean, I don't honestly think it's gonna hold up that long. This whole thing. I mean, I like I said, my friend Jennifer. She said that she thinks that the whole thing is a conspiracy, and I'm starting to think like maybe it is. I'm like, I, I mean, we're all gonna go bananas by the end of this. I mean, I mean, not to mention, like I said, I mean, I posted this on my Facebook earlier. I'm like, you know, they got those filters. And you can, like, put, like, bunny ears on yourself. I put a picture of myself with bunny ears, and I was like, ah, look, I look like a Playboy bunny, except that me being single during the apocalypse means that I can't fuck like a rabbit. <laughs> There's going to be... Everything is a joke to you. You're amazing. You're like... <laughs> Thank oh. you. I'm wired fucked up. I Like I said, I can't get laid right now, so I'm probably going mental like Elaine in Seinfeld. <laughs> Might but I recommend uh, the Jimmy Jane... Uh, rabbit vibrator, another rabbit <laughs> reference. <laughs> it has two same. ears. I've heard that um, in the in the uh, storeroom they used to make them race across the table. Uh, they they bet on it, but um, but it, it they're hey they're they're great they're a great toy. I Different had the running joke. I was talking to a couple of male comics on my uh, Facebook Messenger feed, and um and I was like, oh man, I can't can't get laid and I'm like we're all worried that we're going to be suffocating because of the coronavirus and I'm like we're all going to have our lungs choked up and I'm like please if I'm going to get choked by it's supposed to be a man not fucking you know slim if you're going to get yeah if you're going to get choked let it be the absolutely hey our next caller's on the line Lizzie Stanton thank you so much for calling you're amazing and we'll talk to you soon yay all right thanks yay, yeah, bye. okay here comes our next caller hey caller you're on the air oh my goodness Oh, Pam Aaron, Benjamin? my man, my man, yeah, my man Pam from Fresno, Aaron Lewis. Oh, right on time. Oh, you're talking to I, we, my we were just, man. Yeah. 
You're uh, you're our third caller. We've just uh, we just uh, dumped out on Lizzie Stanton. She had a great new set. She's from British Columbia calling in. We got Pancake in the house. We got my man Aaron Lewis calling from from Fresno. First, I have to ask, how was dinner last night? What did you have, and how was it? And oh, how awesome is your well aunt? We BBQ'd some hamburgers, and I put a massive amount of onions on it, and it was fucking glorious. Yeah. Um, Grilled onions or raw onions? Um, well, I'm a wrestler, so I don't like my cigarette, but, like, um, I'm like, oh, I can actually smoke a cigarette while I do a set today. Hell yeah. Uh, like, a, like, like, I'm, like, a real comedian, you know? So Absolutely. Like, Bill uh, Hicks it out, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, but, um, hold on one second. Oh, yeah, do your thing. Light it up. To let the listening audience know again, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is Joke Workshop. We have Aaron Lewis on the line from Fresno. Um, he's been me- he's been medevaced. No, he hasn't been medevaced out. Ginger, for all the ginger jokes, dude. Oh yeah. I, I I I finally felt racist for the first time. <laughs> I don't know if I have any real material, Pam. I might just talk shit the whole time. Sure, talk shit. Talk, um, yeah, I'm down but with that. You know what? You know, there's 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 so many uncertainties in this life right now. But I do know one thing. I love coming in, bitches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I don't know if I want kids or not. But I do know I'd be a good dad. Here's the day in the life of me being a good dad. Ass Quiz is my son's name. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is my dog's name. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll have a daughter. P Pussy is my daughter's name. Oh, we can't hear you when you take the phone away and yell in the other direction. Oh, fuck. So they didn't get the they didn't get the the pee pussy joke. Do the yeah. Oh, do the and my aunt joke. just told me to shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your aunt doesn't like you screaming pee pussy while you're smoking outside. No way. I guess not. No man. way. Guess, well, it's an old joke. I guess I should work on new shit. No, but it's funny because Dude. if that's a funny joke that your aunt is like, stop doing your old jokes, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Where? The, like, the, the neighborhood before. is sick of hearing about pee pussy. Yeah, no. I, I don't actually have any material. That's okay. We can shit, help maybe you. Maybe I'll just talk shit the whole time. We can help know. you write a joke. Hey. You yeah. know, everybody, was, everybody right now is just like, well, I talked to you about this last night, but, you know, everybody's just like, oh, yeah, now is a great time to write jokes. And I'm like, all your quarantine <laughs> jokes are gonna fucking suck. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That I mean, if a, Th- this is gonna be the worst bomb I've ever done before. <laughs> what is the the Th- this right now? Right, right now, now, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to bomb when you're in a bomb shelter. Like it's part of the when you're already. I'm actually in a very. I wish I could take a picture of this backyard I'm in because it's very picturesque. Oh, is even it? Even though it's in the, even though it's the shithole of California. How's the, how's the sunset out there? Last night the sunset here was really uh, beautiful. The cl- well, colors were really bright. Well, there's a lot of clouds right now. 
Yeah, it's raining last night, so it was pretty nice. But it looks it looks nice. It was cloudy here today. I think the government's trying to control the weather. Dude, I think the government's trying to control his dick, dude. Because yeah. yeah, that's actually a funny joke. The government's trying to control my dick, <laughs> and then you go. You, that's actually really funny. If you're like the government's trying to control my dick. And then what? And then where? And where they're trying to control you? I didn't want to go to CVS. I don't need condoms. <laughs> I'm just masturbating into a sock. What do I need a condom for, government? Is is that Jonathan with you in the studio? Uh, Pancake is here. Jonathan's here. Also, he's just not on a microphone. What's up? Um, it's uh, it's funny because I'm like, uh, I'm I'm still using I'm using Tinder right now. How and, can uh, you use Tinder during the apocalypse? That's a joke in itself. You're still using <laughs> Tinder in the apocalypse? Dude, like, you I'm have to stay hits. six feet I'm away from hits, the bitch? Bro. You can't even touch your I'm boob? Getting <laughs> I'm getting hits, fam. You're getting hits? Because you're yeah. in Fresno. You're not getting tits? Yeah, bro. Are they I'm giving getting, you titty pictures? You getting to see those nips? Uh, I'm getting some nudes. I am getting some nudes, son. Getting some nudes. No, that's the thing is you can only get a picture of the nip. You can't touch it because your arm isn't six feet long. Like, maybe if you, (laughs) maybe if you do some, like, put titty fucking, it'll be okay. Like, you can, you can, like, touch her boob with your foot as long as you keep your face, like, Uh at her toes or something. Yeah, I'll I'll wear a mask and a condom. Yeah, this is the perfect time for cosplay. This is the perfect time. That's, yeah, this is the perfect time for cosplay. Everybody, furries, now's the time. You can get in your furry suit, wear a mask under there, wrap yourself in saran wrap. I was thinking Immortan Joe from Mad Max. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dude, have you watched uh, uh, Fury Road? Yeah, that's exactly what I was referencing. So, okay, so my favorite scene in all of cinema is when they're getting the, when they're milking the titties. They just got all that titty milk, and uh, that's when you know you made it, when you just got a glass full of fucking Fury Road titty milk. No doubt. I I, I, I tried to have some friends watch it recently, and I was like, this is the best movie that's ever been made, and they thought I was lying, and then I showed them the titty milk scene, and then they still didn't agree, so I just fucking... Blasted them on Fury Road. To give them, to give you some historical t- context, I think maybe the first time titty milk was used in a fictional something was John Steinbeck in the, the finale, the last part of the Grapes of Wrath, the last in the last chapter oh, of the Grapes of yeah. Wrath when they have gotten all the way to California and people are starving and she, you the, know, the woman Steinbeck pulls out her boob and yeah. feeds the old man from her tit tit in the barn, and it's John Steinbeck, Steinbeck all about in. The in W's battle, uh, is that how you say it? In what? Dubious battle, W's battle. Du- uh, the one W.E.B. Du Bois? Du Bois? Uh, the black guy? You... No, no, no. It was a book that Steinbeck wrote. Oh. About, uh, like well, this a socialist was... uprising uh, among like uh, all these field workers. He had like a whole chapter about just this girl like Fucking, she was just had a baby, and that baby was just sucking on its tit. But um, this is and th- it's the grapes of wrath, and it's the end, and she. No, no, no. Th- oh. this, this is before the grapes. Trust me, I've read. All right. Uh, wow. 
if Steinbeck you. used it twice, dear Lord. Yeah. I have, so there we go. He is obviously was not breastfed. <laughs> he's got a fascination <laughs> yeah. with tits. Yeah, what you do? He's all into that lactation. Into the hey, I'm into lactation too. I think I'd want to save all the vegans consent-based milk. I'm surprised so we don't. I'm surprised we don't keep girls, uh, you know, with the lactating all the time. Yeah, everybody should yeah. be lactating. <laughs> I, I agree. I always wondered why uh, we didn't have any pig milk. Like, why can't you milk a pig? And then I sort of realized it's because pig's not going to let you milk it. It's um, the same thing like a cat. A cat would never let you milk it, right? I've like, looked into this so much, it's disgusting. Pig milk? Uh, just every kind of milk. Human <laughs> milk. Camel milk. Camel milk well, is camel gross. Camel milk is a thing. It is a thing. I've had camel milk, and it's gross. It's very thick. You didn't like it? No. No, I did not like Where it. Where did you have it? Uh, in, in L.A. You had it in L.A.? Yeah, that's such an L.A. thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is. It was like during Christmas, and our Jonathan's cousin's boyfriend was like, I got camel milk. We're all going to try some camel milk. And I was like, all right, I'll take a sip. You know what I'm obsessed yeah. with is like fermented, like alcoholic horse's milk. Yeah. Because that's how like the Mongolian Empire conquered the whole entire globe. Well, okay, so actually, it's very interesting you bring up the Mongol, uh, Mongolians. So you know Mongolian hot pot where you go and then there's like boiling stuff and you cook the meat in it. That's yeah. actually what they did. One of the reasons why the, the Mongols were able to take over China is that they all rode horses. <laughs> And yeah, so and they, they were would able to ferment their horses' milk. Well, they would eat their horses' blood too. They would uh, they would go to where they were staying, sleeping over, and they would you know let their horses eat grass or whatever, and then they would bleed their horses into their hats, and then they would cook their hats over the fire, and they would make a blood cake. So they basically ate their horses, and that's how they were able to cross so much land without having so many supplies because all the other armies. They had to bring all of these food things and stuff, and you had to walk yeah, with no, an they, army. They, they. Pam, yeah. I have, like, Asperger's over the Mongol Empire. It's oh. fucking crazy. Because yeah. uh, Genghis and later on Kublai and all the other Khans were just – they were betting a thousand. Yeah. Like, they won every war they went to except when they went to Japan. They, they couldn't cross the seas, but um, – Because the horses um, – they're just like the Dothraki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, George Martin didn't. That's not what it's based on. But it's like, yeah, shut your fucking mouth. You yeah, know. right. Like, um, yeah. Dothraki. Wait, was I supposed to do material? <laughs> well, you doing? We're doing whatever you want to do. I mean, we got we got three minutes left, and we're just talking and having a good time. Feeling yeah, good? I'm having a good time. I am too. Got we got to teach the people a little bit about history. Got to yeah, got yeah. to check in with pee pussy and ask this. But but you know what I've been thinking about recently? It's just like why like when people go out and like conquer other people, like what's the point? To I get their I'm resources. Not to sound like preachy. I'm just like actually wondering why they do it. To either because get their I've been bored and I've been reading a lot of history recently and I just don't see, like, a reason other than it's just, like, let's just go and, like, beat them. Like, Well, it's it's to take their resources or control their resources in a different way or destroy 
what they had so that you can build new resources for them and then you make money because you have the contract. That's why we like to bomb things is we go in and then we destroy stuff and then we go, oh, look at us. We're humanitarians. We're going to come in and we're going to help you rebuild except uh, that we're making all the money off of rebuilding when we could have just gone you, over. I love bombing, okay? Well, like, bombs are as you can tell. <laughs> bombs are expensive. Why spend a million dollars on a bomb when we could spend a million dollars instead of destroying a building like refurbishing it that already works? Uh, it's just, not as fun though. I, well, but it's like why why continually continuously abuse our resources like so haphazardly in that we we fly because all the way to the illegal. other part. Well, and because and because it's all money, we just want to keep making money, and we don't care how many people we kill because we can make more money. Yeah, it's so much. Dude, but it's so much fun to fly a jet over four people and then drop a bomb on them. Be bumping ACDC. You're like, oh. hell yeah. Except that they're real people and they die and stuff. And I mean, yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm joking, yeah. but like, I yeah. don't actually kill anybody. <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's what they're doing for us. Is that they're trying to, you know, cull the population I, I, you know, with some I crazy virus. I pussy to pick up my dog shit. You know. <laughs> You know when are they gonna? When are we gonna genetically engineer a dog that eats its own shit? Am I right? <laughs> Come on. Um, it's what are we doing here? Exists. Wait. Um. <laughs> let me tell you one of my best stories. Okay, you've got. And this is a tr two minutes what? for it. You've got two minutes till the next. I got two minutes. Two for minutes it? to tell okay. your story, and then we got next call caller coming in. So one day I got off the bus from school, and I realized I forgot my key. And then, so I just hopped into my backyard just to like hang out. I was just reading a book, and I realized I had to fucking drop a log. Like I had to shit. Like a real like. This was not the shit that we talked about previously. That was all liquidy. This was like a solid log. This was like your first big boy poo. Dude, the biggest poop that ever lived. This. This poop had a heavyweight championship belt. Um, so, <laughs> I went and I pooped in my backyard. In your own backyard? Because you couldn't find backyard, the key. Because I was, I was waiting for somebody to get home. Right. Like my mom or my dad. Sure. And then, and my, my dog wouldn't stay away from it. Oh, no. And my dog gobbled my log. Wow. Wow. Dude, I tried it's to log, keep it away It's from log, it's log, it's big, it's made of poop. <laughs> it's log, it's log. It's fucking log, dude. It's, it's, it's the Lord's log. It is doo-doo. Right? And your dog I ate your log. Your dog ate your log. Um, thank you so much, Aaron Lewis. We've got our next caller on the line. You're amazing. We miss right, you. We'll thanks, talk to you soon. Ooh. Bye, Aaron Lewis. We've got Jen Perez on the line. Hey! Hey! Yeah. Awesome. Jen Perez calling all the way from San Jose. Sure, why not? Actually, Oakland, California. Oh, Oakland, sure. Great, Oakland, awesome. <laughs> You're in residence. I'm with Pancake here in the studio. We've been taking calls and stuff. Have you been, have you been real prolific in your writing in this past week of... Uh, I have a couple of new jokes, nothing too crazy. Um, I'm, you know, I'm still starting out, so it's hard for me to write jokes, but, uh, <laughs> I want to say hi to everyone out there. I, I know Pancake's there. Who else is with you? Just you and Pancake? No, and, uh, by Jonathan. Hello. Here. Jonathan's hanging Hi, out. hi, everybody. I, uh, 
I got caught off guard. Guard, my my mom decided to call me a few minutes before, so I missed half of the show. Oh, it's all good. We were yeah. we're not dropping any gems here. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to tell. I just heard the guy taking a shit in his uh, backyard. Yes, I took a shit once in the front yard, but not of my own house. It was someone else's house. I was on a run, and I had to go, and so I went in someone's wow. yard. But that's, you know, uh, I don't. I don't think I've ever taken a shit in public. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Well, good for you. Well, but you were in New York for a long time, so I think it's a little yeah. different when you grow up in California. Like, the whole world is your toilet, you know? You're at the beach, you're <laughs> at a park, you got to go. <laughs> ah, all right. That's funny. <laughs> I know, we're gross. <laughs> I've, it's, it's not the first time. There used to be a joke my ex-husband used to say whenever something someone would say something, you go like, does a Pam shit in the woods instead of a bear? Because I I pooped so much in public that like, does a Pam shit in the woods? Because I'd go on these runs. I used to be a runner, and I'd ah. go on long runs. And sometimes it was just like, if you're on a run and you're already sweaty, you you can't run into like a Safeway and be all sweaty and run to the back and take a dump. Sometimes it's just easier to sort of go in a ravine or in a canyon or in someone's front yard. I, I forgot what podcast I was listening to. Oh, I think it was um, the Honeydew or something. And they were talking about taking a shit in water. It's much easier to take a shit in water. Oh, dear God. I, yeah. Oh, no. In a lake or something? I, I've never done that. I don't think I could do it because I'd feel like I'd feel it around me. I would never want to take a shit in water because I would be in the water. So yeah. it would be like touching me <laughs> in its poopy state. Not That's cool. What I would think. But these were two dudes talking about it. Oh, so I, don't know. I mean, I guess if it's a river. Okay, how about this? If it's a river and it's swiftly moving, and it's swiftly moving in a direction, and I have to hold on to something so that I do not move swiftly with the river, that's in that different. case, I would take a dump. Because yeah, it that's would like not be near me or swirling around me yeah, in any way. Yeah. Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you I'm want getting to, all these messages. Uh. Do you want to do your jokes and I'll, we'll take notes yeah. and, and listen and all that kind of stuff? All right, cool. I'll, I'll tell some of my jokes. Cool. All right. Um, so uh, I grew up my parent my uh, my I grew up primarily with my grandparents, my mom sometimes, uh, and my grandparents are Cuban. My my parents are Cuban, uh, and my my abuelo, which is my grandpa, he he calls every white man he meets John. He calls him John because only because uh, my uncles growing up had one white friend and. His name happened to be John. So every time he sings, oh, hello there, John, how you doing? Every time. Every time he meets another white guy who's in an office, he's trying to get insurance. Okay, John. Okay, John. I take care of it. Okay, John. See, that's, that's my guy. Um, you know, go, uh, when I was in college, I had a ballet teacher, and uh, he's a male ballet teacher, and everyone knew he was a drunk. And we were in college, and we'd have to do, especially freshman year, a 7 a.m. ballet class. And he'd go, and then like we'd be doing our exercises at the bar, not the bar where you drink, but the bar where you <laughs> hold on to do the exercises. And uh, and we'd be doing our exercises, and then he would pass by, and every time he'd pass by, he'd fart, like he would be farting all morning. And then if he really hated you, he'd stand next to you and fart, and then correct you and like make sure you're doing the exercise right. And then if he really, really hated you, he'd whisper in your ear and say, "You're wasting your money." Um, the last, the last three dudes that I slept with had brain injuries. 
Uh, the first guy was a cop. I mean, I, I, I know that sounds weird. They had the injuries before I got to them. It wasn't my fault. Uh-huh. They had brain injuries. And uh, the first guy was a police officer. He was shot in the head. Uh, the second guy uh, was born with brain injuries. Like, he had a scar as a baby. They did some brain surgery on him. And, uh, and the third guy was uh, in a car accident. And that's why he got a brain injury. But I, I think the lesson here is that it should, it should just be dating NFL players at this uh-huh. point. At the very least, at the very least, bring a hammer with me to the bar. Uh, there's that. Um, did you know this? Uh, have you been watching the, the Unabomber uh, documentary on Netflix? The, the Unabomber took a shit in a bathtub. Did you know this? Like, <laughs> out of all the things, living in the middle of the, of the woods, progressively getting better at creating bombs and hurting people and mailing them off to people. And one day, in the middle of the woods, his neighbors were making too much noise. He went into their place, wrecked their place, and he took a shit in the tub. Like, what the hell? Like, there was DNA. There's DNA evidence there. And he didn't catch him. He went on, he went on to bomb for like 10 more years. But, you know, I guess, I guess he's, he's, a, he's good at two things. He's, he's good at dropping deuces and bombs. Uh, I guess I'm bombing like this joke. That's it. Thank you. Yay! 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 Jen Perez! Yay! <laughs> okay, so I think you have an opportunity at the beginning with that Cuban and Cuban. You said, uh, so my mom's Cuban and my dad's Cuban, which makes me Mexican. Yay! It's a good one. Right? Just because everybody, yeah. I think that that's a good, like, you know, because yeah. we're all stupid and might as well make fun of it. Uh, it's okay. just, it's just an easy, it's an easy softball one. My mom is Cuban. My dad is Cuban. Uh, Mexican. Uh, John, the whole John thing, I feel like it's um, you can relate it back to the audience by somehow it's what other people, when other people call people boss, you know, like, hey, John, hey, John, hey, boss, hey, boss, something like yeah. that where it's like a put down but not, I don't know. I, I no, 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 no. It's her joke. She kept saying John, John, John in the joke. Jonathan came in and he's like, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what, what? I was like, no, 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 boss. Hey, boss. Um, the ballet story is amazing. I feel like you can do a little more things like the ballet. At 7 a.m., the ballet bar smelled like a bar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah more with the bar thing. Like when he'd say you're wasting your money, he'd say take that $5 and go spend it at the bar. No, really, you should just be <laughs> drinking heavily. Like what yeah. are you doing in ballet class? You suck. So, yeah. um yeah, I, I remember my ballet teachers were very mean. But They're I feel like there's a lot you could do with bar and bar and people smelling at the bar and that he's farting yeah. in front of you because all he can smell is the whiskey, like, as you're – and I'd throw in some ballet things too, like, you know, plie or pas de beret or, you know, some oh, right, yeah. specific. Well, plie for sure. Just bend down and just fart, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if you cum- – if you, like – um. There's all kinds of things when you go down to the front and, and touch your toes yeah. and then go back up and you combray back and you're just like all up in that part. No, I, I got you. I just extend yeah. that a little bit. That was all very funny. A lot of <laughs> sense memory for me because I used to do that same thing. Traumatic brain injury. I think there's an opportunity for you to talk about why you like guys with problems or like retarded yeah. guys. I, maybe you don't feel comfortable using the R word. I don't know who does anymore, but the NFL yeah. players thing was very funny at the end. But I, yeah. before you do that, why am I not dating NFL players? Before you get to that, I'd, I'd hit up the whole, like, you like guys with serious problems. Like, not just, like, I hate my mom, but I've been shot in the head. You know? <laughs> like, 
they're um yeah they're like yeah. it's like real industry and then uh that last thing with the um he could really lay a bomb i feel like shit is a bomb is a bomb i feel like you can do a little bit more with he's laying pipe bombs or like laying pipe like just think about different euphemisms for poop yeah. and yeah. that might go with pipe bombs or bombs of some kind yeah but good I just, stuff. It's not pieces, but I guess it's not. It's like, ugh. I mean, and you can even tag it back to your ballet guy in that you could smell one of his. You'd know his shit. Like, you know, like, yeah. if, some, if he shit in your tub, you'd be like, I know exactly whose poo this is. Like, no question. It's my ballet teacher. He farted my face for years, or at yeah. least for a semester. Nice. Uh, yeah. And you could even tag that back to when you're talking about dating guys, maybe now you've got this fetish with farts. You're like, I really don't feel like I know a guy unless he farts in my face. Thank like, you. This is all great. Thank you. Yeah, he can't touch my ass and let's see farts in my face first. Do you remember, like, my ballet teacher used to touch my ass all the time. Like, oh, yeah. With, with their hand or with a, a ruler or a pencil mm-hmm. or something, like, hitting yeah. my ass cheeks going like, come on, you, I know you've got dimples in that fat ass of yours. Uh, yeah. And then hitting it. So, but yeah, I, anything having to do with ballet, like I'm a hundred percent in, and I don't know how many like fucking audiences are going to be like, I totally relate with that. But you know, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, awesome. So how are you despite, um, it with all this, this crazy, uh, stuff going on right now? Are you okay? Do you miss people? Uh, Yeah, I've been doing good. I kind of panicked the other day. Just because I hadn't gone, I haven't, I haven't gone outside Friday. Whoa. Um, so today I took a dance class. My friend did a virtual class. Cool. And that was fun. Uh, I put some, some clips of that on my Instagram and whatnot. Um, and that really helped. But yesterday was pretty bad. I was just like inside all day and kind of feeling a little. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> And then I, uh, I, yeah. I've been trying to walk at least two miles a day. So I've been like, um, instead of, because also I heard that taking the bus is a dangerous thing or whatever, and it's, you can be a vector, blah, blah, blah. So I've just been walking to work, like from the Tenderloin to the mission. And I've done it actually. And on, on Saturday, I walked all the way from my house in the TL to the Presidio, to Baker Beach. Whoa. Wow. I know. I walked all the way to Nathan's house. And, and you were there to, like, no, we just, nude beach. well, we didn't, no one was naked at Baker Beach on that day. We were all just um, having fun hanging out at the beach. There were a lot of people out there. It was, like, one of the busiest days I've ever seen at that beach, which is funny. But it was a lot of people in groups of, like, eight or smaller, okay. like, all being okay. away from each other. And, uh, yeah. We were a group of three, so it was no big deal. Well, we had uh, there were two other people we sort of communed with for a while, but then, yeah, yeah. but definitely social distancing. But there was this one guy. It was the best moment of the of the night, I think. It was beautiful sunset, and this guy was walking with this big, huge glass of wine. He looked kind of like a rich guy, <laughs> and he was smiling and smiling. And I was like, "Hey, happy apocalypse, bro!" And he's like, "This is a beautiful day. I love the apocalypse." Look at this beautiful night. Look at this gorgeous sunset. I've got an amazing glass of wine. Everything is perfect. Nice. Have a great day, everybody. And it was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I I have I've been a little afraid to go outside, but I I have to go outside for work. I have to go to my office uh twice a week, so Wednesday and Friday. Mm. So uh, why why yeah. it's considered necessary work, or you just have to check? Yeah, in I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm an assistant. Oh, okay. I'm an executive assistant. So me and the office manager. The office manager has to go to work, and we're a property management company. Okay. So all the, the people who are techs who are out there trying to repair things in people's apartments and stuff like that, they yeah. have to work as well. Sure. So the office manager, the last time I saw her on Friday, she had just received a whole bunch of disposable gloves and shoe covers for all the, the people working in the field. And yeah. I'm basically going in there to collect mail for my team. And then I have to make a bank deposit because I, I assist the accounting team. And it that's that's why we're going in. We're just going into the office to collect mail. Everyone else in the company is working from home. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm only coming into Mutiny Radio like once a day to sort of make sure everything's okay and, and I'm doing some yeah. stuff here. and But everything's – Have you heard of anything done. weird going on? Anything like, weird like what? I mean, you're an assistant for an executive property management. Property, property management, management, yeah. Are they going to uh, forgive our loans? Are they going to forgive our rent for a month? Do you think? I was reading something about it. Yes, we will not. Uh, evictions are banned. I oh, great! Yes, yeah, for this time being, you will not. You will not be evicted. That I do know. I read that somewhere, because we also have our Slack. That's how we communicate in the office, and. Someone post posted something about that. I think in California, no one will get evicted. But you obviously have to try and pay whatever you can pay, I guess, would be the advice for your rent. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm personally okay because of how I deal with my, econo my personal economy. But I know that there are so many people right now that are freaking out because they're like, I mean, I know people that don't just live month to month. They kind of live week to week, and a lot of them are in the service yeah. industry. And, yeah. I mean, the first thing is, fuck your student loans. <laughs> like, don't even yeah, think about that, yeah. people. Don't even yeah. worry. Don't fucking trip. Like, that's yeah. the last thing you need to worry about. I mean, I guess rent would be first, but hopefully hopefully they'll give us a little bit of a leeway. I mean, especially. I, yeah, I would, I would think so. I think if they were smart enough. Um, they would do that because we all depend on each other. I mean, as far as I, I'm pretty lucky this year. Last year, I was in a, in a bad situation, working a lot of temp jobs and, and didn't have steady pay. Yeah. So I'm really lucky this year that that that's the case. And what I've been doing, just because I know I'm that lucky, is anytime, I, any chance I get, I've done a couple of virtual mics, and there people are asking for donations. I give, uh, you know, what I can. That's good. I took a dance class today for my friend. I paid. I paid. I send them money like it was any regular dance class. Um, yeah. That's what I've been trying to do because I, I know there's other people that that aren't as fortunate. I, I mean, I was just, um, I was thinking about like I've been doing plies in my house and everything, and kind of, and I was like, God, you know, I'd really love to take a dance class, and I thought in my head like. In the past, it was, oh, I can't take a dance class because it's too expensive. And now I'm like, well, I can't take a glass dance class because nobody can. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> like, just access no, to a mirror. Some teachers, they're just doing them Facebook Live. They're like, hey, donate whatever you can. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did today. It was fun. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Learn a TikTok <laughs> dance. <laughs> uh -huh. I got to get on TikTok. I'm going to figure that out at some point this week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I was making a joke, but no, you should get on TikTok. Why not? Like, 
I'm sure. You, well, you used to do all kinds of fun choreography. You, yeah, yeah. Do you still have? Do you still have your Jets cheerleading outfit? I don't. We had to <sighs> give that back. Shut up. Um, yeah. So you you have. Can to you send me a picture of yourself in your Jets cheerleading outfit? I mean, I know yeah, that sounds yeah. creepy and weird, That's but like I, I love cheerleaders. <laughs> and I'll I'm, send you. I'll send you a picture. Of, of thank sure, you. If you like, could messenger me a picture. Somebody asked me about it the other day, so I found them all. Oh, that's so great! Oh my God, take pictures of them with your other cameras or whatever, and I want to see. Because I still yeah, have pictures yeah. of myself from high. I was so bummed because I was a cheerleader in the '90s, and our outfits were so ugly, and and they were not tight. They were like super baggy because it was like '92. Everything was baggy. It was like cinch your jeans. Wear your dad's jeans and cinch them. So dumb. <laughs> And now it's like little tiny things where you show off your cute little bod. And well, I just feel so pissed because all of my cheerleading uniforms that I can still fit in are fucking baggy and lame. <laughs> well, this well, this cheerleader, they, when, when these outfits came out, they um, they made fun of us because it looked like we had diaper butts. So yeah. Oh, why. no. <laughs> you'll see why. <laughs> diaper butts. Like the new Spanx. Spanx or whatever the fuck it is. That weird. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'm so uh, envious of your time being an NFL cheerleader. That's like one of the. I got, yeah, I got very lucky. I, that was not my intention. I was studying dance. I was supposed to be a serious dancer, supposed to be some modern dancer or ballet person. Yeah. And I'd been auditioning and auditioning. I couldn't get anything. And um, this is right outside of college. I graduated college. I was auditioning for everything, musicals, everything. And that was one of the auditions I went to, and I didn't expect nothing of it. And I made it to the finals. I had I didn't even have makeup on. Wow. And the coach goes to me, you need to clam it up. You need to put on some makeup. <laughs> put on some lipstick, girl. Lipstick. And I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know because I was dancing modern dance and sure. ballet. You know, it's not very serious with the makeup. So. Modern dance, I always had a problem with because I can't. Because I was trained as a ballerina for so many years, it was very difficult yeah. for me to let go of my center. And and that's a whole thing in modern dance is like letting go of your center and being – there's there's an extra – I don't know. There's a different movement, and it's you know less regimented and more freeing. And I love ballet, and I love ballet when it's – when you're so good at it that there is a freeing moment when you're almost letting go, right. but still – in it, it anyway. But it, that was – it was so hard for me yeah. to... I, I did not have an issue because I I danced, I've been dancing and do, jumping around and uncles were DJs and I've been listening to music my whole life. Yeah. And then, you know, I danced Spanish music and stuff, so mo- lo- loosening my my body to do that, I had no problem with modern. Right. I probably had more of an issue with ballet. That's oh, okay. So I think yeah. that was my thing is that because I was constantly trying to maintain balance, it was hard for me to like go outside yeah. that and sort of breathe outside. I had a I had a modern dance teacher named Jean Isaacs once say to me and it was so I was 19 years old and she looked at me and she's like there's so much fear in you. And I was mm. like holy fuck, you just saw right through me. You're exactly <laughs> right. And I think about that all the time. Like even in my life now, fucking 30 years, you know, later, there's so <laughs> much fear in me still. Yeah. Uh, I hate fear. I'm the same. I can be like that. I'm. I've gotten really good at hiding it, but I'm very fearful of a lot. Well, that's what I learned on Saturday when I was doing a heroic dose of mushrooms. Is that <laughs> that fear and shame are effective motivators? 
very, very effective motivators. Now, yeah. whether they're good or bad, it depends. But, I mean, right now, I think we're all being manipulated through fear. Not man- manipulated is the wrong word. We're being motivated by fear, by fear. and it's effective. And shame yeah. is also an effective motivator in that we're being taught right now, you're out yeah. of the house without a mask? How dare you? How dare you be in a group of more than four people? What is happening to you? What are you? You're so fear and shame are molding us right now. Yeah. And and we know from the past that that's a that's a great way to. And so how do we not be motivated by that right now? And because it's all around us. So it I don't. Is. I don't know I the think answer. You just have to remember to. You have to remember to be decent human beings. Just be nice to each other <laughs> that's all you don't there's no need to stir more shit into the shit that we're in already it sounds like know. that you sound <laughs> like um uh fucking what do they call uh be excellent to each other and oh, party on dude bill and ted like, bill and ted's know, like, excellent you watch, adventure uh, you watch tom papa tom papa special i like that one the most because that one's a little lighthearted. you're doing fine that's the name of the special the name of the what? Tom Papa. I, who, John Papa? On Netflix. He has a special called You're Doing Fine. Oh. Have you, have you, um, have you exhausted your Netflix queue yet, or do you still feel like you got no, a lot? No, I'm one of those weird people. I like watching old TV. Mm. Uh, so, like, I, I watch new TV a lot and old movies, and uh, I watch... Last night, uh, The Honeymooners is on at 10 o'clock every Sunday. Oh, rad. So I was watching that. And then I watched a couple of HBO shows. I was watching Avengers 5. That's over now, I think. The Mc, the, Mc, the McMillions documentary or something? Or Mc, the documentary about uh, the scam they did with uh, McDonald's Monopoly. Oh, thing. I don't know about that. See, you've got all the, you've got all kinds of weird stuff in your queue. I've never yeah, heard of. That's a, yeah, that's HBO, and then I was watching the Tiger King. I fell asleep watching that. On oh Sunday. yeah, the the Tiger thing, the Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh god, people are crazy. You know what I loved about that is they were idiots or had the wherewithal to tape everything the whole time. It's like yeah. you're doing ridiculous crimes and you're doing it in the public it eye and having someone film you. Okay. Yeah. It was edited weirdly, but a lot of the things were filmed. Yes. Yes. They were choosing to have the person well, film them and film their crimes. There was yeah. an arson, so a lot of it. But they would have had a lot more. They would have had a lot. Well, there's a lot of crazy stuff. I say, if you're gonna watch something old, have you ever seen the movie Harold and Maude? Harold and Maude. That sounds so familiar. Harold and Maude is a movie from the '70s. It's fucking great. It's really sad and kind and amazing. And old and weird. Mm. Uh, look that up if you like old movies. Yeah. Uh, the costume design in it is fantastic. It's like this older, it's like this young kid who's super rich and is like suicidal kind of, but not really. And this old woman who's like a gypsy and he, they fall in love. Mm. <laughs> and she, anyways, it's weird. It's a great movie. And other That's old it. movies. Have you seen Fletch? No. Oh my God! You've never seen Fletch? Fletch oh, for the seen. love of God! Guess, Chevy yeah. Chase. Like it's like 1983. Uh, Modern Problems is another good one, but Fletch is better. 1983. He's a Modern journalist. Just, just trust me. Watch Fletch, and you'll laugh so hard. It's so good. It's so good. It's so yeah. funny. 
and uh, Harold and Mont is very heartfelt. Wait, go ahead. What was that? Naked Gun. I was watching. Yeah, Naked Gun is a little <laughs> bit after Fletch. Uh, it's more. I mean, that's like in the vein. Uh, bef- Naked Gun is funny, satire. but better than Naked Gun is even Airplane. So it's almost Airplane, like yeah, but those were hilarious. No, well, Fletch, Fletch is just a movie about a journalist, and it's great, and it's um, it's really, really great. It has Chevy oh, Chase and a lot of other actors. You'll be like, oh, my God, I know a ton of these actors. And oh, okay. And it's really, really, really good. It's great, great, great 80s movie, seminal there, right? in comedy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Leslie Nielsen, same thing. Instead of Leslie Nielsen in, in Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen in Airplane is – Oh, I mean, hilarious. Yeah. Airplane is the best. I love watching Airplane or Blazing Saddles. My oh, my God. I yeah. love watching them. All that stuff is great. So, hey, everybody, if you're getting bored with your Netflix queue, remember <laughs> that not ev- – there, there was a world before 1987. You have there DVDs. really was. You have yeah. anything before to watch. Before 1999, before The Matrix came out, there were movies. And, and they existed. A lot of them. them. Had 20,000 movies. I yeah. never saw that all the way through because I was so bored. It is that, pretty yeah, boring. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the most boring Disney movie ever. And then they made then they made the cool submarine ride at Disneyland, and it used to go all the way underwater yeah. until people almost drowned, and now it doesn't do that. But I mean, yeah. the the window is open. So yeah, so it looks like, but it used to actually go all the way underwater until they had an accident in the late seventies. Anyway. Uh, Jen, do you have any more uh, gems to drop with us, or what's? Uh... No, that's it. I mean, as far as uh, whatever I've been watching, and you know, I I I read books sometimes too. So. You read books? Are you a witch? Yeah. <laughs> she reads. She's a witch. I read um, what is this stupid book called? Now I'm confused. Uh, the War of Art. The War of Art. Yeah, it's a book. That like uh, Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan recommend. Oh, <laughs> it's um, it's just about creativity. It's it's just helping you get past um, you know, pre- procrastination and knowing that that's always going to be a barrier. Kind of that's what I got most out of this book. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're if you're struggling with com- coming up with creative thoughts and things like that, it kind of explains that there's always going to be that kind of barrier that's stopping you from doing it. You have to kind of keep going after that to keep going. You know, I don't know. Well, I gotta there's all kinds of uh, cool tricks that one can learn to create. Like, um, I mean, I hate to always go back to poetry, but there are like poetic writing exercises that one can do where you take something that exists and then you sort of translate it through a different lens. So you're using a different kind of creativity. Or um, I've done other things where – you don't have to come up with your own language. A lot of times it's difficult for people to come up with their own words. So you can use different systems to find words. For example, you can take a newspaper and just get a Sharpie and look at the page and just circle any words that are interesting to you. And then once you have a page full of circled words, then you try to build a map and bridge them together and make sensible thought out of the words that you culled from something larger. Does that make sense? Or yeah. um, another poetic experience, it's called Flarf, and you can go to your um, inter- any internet search engine and you put in like your ne- name. So like I put in Pam Needs, and it came up with a bottle of whiskey and an abortion. And like you know, like it's just the search feed. You 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 call the search feed, so it gives you 
So instead of having the pressure to create your own language, find something that you can get the language from and then you just use it like a puzzle and piece it together. And so oftentimes putting yourself in a box or giving yourself limitations can make you even more creative. Ah. Ah. So that's, that's yeah, but lately Wait, I've been coming. That's helpful. It, well, yeah, I mean, seriously, just use the newspaper because also you can you can look at a specific story, and especially if it's dry, and you just pick out all the words that you like. Uh, another way I used to do it, but right now it doesn't because we can't be around too many people socially, but I would take a notebook and I would just listen to what's around me and write down whatever I'm hearing. So snippets of other people's conversations, little yeah. bits of language, things that you see as you're like if you're in a bus and you see some words and you write those down. Mm -hmm. And then after you've sort of collectively, unconsciously brought a bunch of language into yourself, then you use that and create something out of it. And then it feels, I don't know, sometimes it's really hard for someone to just sit down with a blank page and make up words. Yeah, I, a lot of, I, I can see that. That's definitely, I've been journaling since I was young. Yeah. I just lost uh, this, you know, practice, but I used to do it a lot in high school, all the way up to college, and then I kind of stopped, but I write things down all the time. But I have definitely that last part you were talking about where you hear someone's conversation. I've definitely written things down like that. Or if I see something somewhere where just like interesting thing, I'll write it down all the time. And then later on, it'll it'll give me an idea for something. But most of what I write is partly true. So they're just right. Well, that's how happened. humor happens. Is that it? Ha like it's hard to make jokes in a vacuum. You know, like it has to somehow relate to you as a person. Because how does it relate to someone else as a person if it doesn't relate to you as a person? Right. Thing. Yeah. It's Thank you so much. This is super helpful. Yay, and, um, Jen! You know, yay! Watch those two movies. I'll find find them. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'll be back here, um, Wednesday noon to four. So I'll be letting people know on the internet and all that okay. kind of stuff. So cool. thank you Hope so you much for calling in. Yay! Great new jokes. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Yay! Yay! Jen Perez. Yay! Yay! Jen Perez. Yay! Joke workshop. That was great. I'm really happy. I'm really happy with that joke workshop. There you go. Back That's to the it. Bob Marley in the back. Well, those were all of our scheduled calls. Um, I can. I, it looks like I have some messages. Let's see what the Let's see what the Facebook say. What this means. And Westworld came up with a second episode. That is fucking exciting as fuck. Oh, Bettina Davis, let me know that Perry Borders moved to L.A. I was like wondering where she'd been all my life and she left and that was oh we have an audience out there what oh i see all right hey thanks for joining us tonight on joke workshop i've been with pancake and we've Jonathan. been here semi here um but that was that was a lot of fun to talk to jane kenny and uh elizabeth stanton and Trying to remember everybody. Fres yes, Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis. And then also oh, Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man. Uh, he's down there in and doing well. And it seems like everyone's doing pretty well. So that makes me really happy. And um, here we'll listen once more to some more Bob Marley and then 
and then we'll be back. Maybe I don't know. I have to pee really, really, really badly, so I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a pee pee. Uh, but we'll we'll be. How are you doing? That's that's fun. I haven't been played on before. Oh, right. Well, Pam is going to be right here right now. All right. Hello. Who's uh, who's caller on air? Hi there. This is Tyler Scott. How's it going, Mutiny Radio? Hey, Tyler Scott. You made it. You made it into the joke workshop. Woohoo. 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 Where are you calling from? I am calling from the hills of Oakland. Oh, so you're not far away. Uh, is this your first time calling into MutinyRadio.fm? This is my second time. This is second time. I should I should remember you from before. Sorry about that. So oh, do you no have problem. um do you have new material you want to run or do you want to talk? What are you What are you in for today? Uh, so yeah, I had no idea what was going on. So I, I'm 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 Patrick and Patrick even told me to call in. Oh, and there you uh, go. Yeah, Patty, pancakes, yeah. pancakes here. Hey, all right. Cool. Um, so, so we're doing a joke workshop. That's what's going well, on. we can do whatever. I mean, usually um, on Monday, we have usually there's people here, <laughs> and usually people do four minute sets and they get four minutes of commentary. Um, but there's always you know a bunch of people here and people bounce ideas off each other and that kind of stuff. But we're also just here, um, you know, on a Monday, hanging out, talking to people. You know, I don't know, doing. Spreading information, spreading fake <laughs> misinformation, yeah. spreading I'm, I'm real a, news, I'm fake news. I'm prepared for both. I remembered I was I was particularly excited about some friend I know I'm writing. Um, it, it, it's hard to keep track. Of. It's been so I, for the last like 72 hours. I, I think I so I I had some like bagels last night, but I've been running on coffee and lots of work and the excitement of making money and providing a crucial service during this crazy time. Oh yeah? Uh, you're you're yeah. you're one of the people allowed to still make money? That's nice. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out there um uh delivering for Bento uh cannabis dispensary. Oh. And, um yeah, so I I realize that I'm one of the few people who still gets to see new people 
every day. But do you and, just do you uh, have a slingshot and you you throw the weed at them from outside the car? <laughs> you no, like fling it so across their driveway. So um, I was I mean I was a little flippant about what to do at first. Um, figured like regular hand washing, but now that it's it's come out that it's like it's it's uh, predominantly transmitted like aerosol, like yeah. breath. Um, then uh, I've been pretty good about um, I, I wear gloves, I um, Lysol everything, I um, and I have them stand so I don't get out of the car and they stand on outside the passenger door. So like there's uh, not like a direct light. Sure, outside the passenger door. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I so, wonder so if those old Tide Pod kids could actually make like a Lysol pod that people could eat, and then when they breathed on people, they wouldn't transmit the virus, right? Like, should we start a new like strange Tide Pod rumor? Like, this is the Lysol test. You stick one of those, one of those weird things in your mouth and breathe through it. One of the Lysol pads or something. And yeah, SOS they just find that's the only way to like do herd immunity is to get a certain amount of people willing to eat detergent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the millennials just were instinctually, or it wasn't millennials who were eating Tide Pods. It was Gen Z, right? Uh, anyway, Gen they, Z, they those idiots eating Tide Pods. Naturally, trying yeah, to they, get they, a they, high they, off they, of. Maybe they couldn't help it. Maybe they like they're they're something deep in their genes sense something coming and. The reason it's not affecting young people is because they were around enough people eating detergent. Yeah, you know what? I love this new conspiracy theory that Gen Z will not be affected in the least by coronavirus because of all the Tide Pods they ate. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I believe it. I just had a terrifying thought. They're like, like, what dead. if they're all communicating like onto like their version of AOL Instant Messenger? <laughs> like, like we just don't know about it because we're old now. Yeah. Like, so, so they're they're all on like. They're on TikTok. They're on TikTok. I well, I, I know about TikTok, so it's got to be it's got to be newer, newer. It's got to be more youthful than that. They were on the new like, Heaven's Gate app. Remember, remember Heaven's Gate with the upside <laughs> down know, purple I heard, triangle. I heard, I heard Heaven's Gate's making a comeback. Like, like if all the things that make a comeback, that I, I would think that one was pretty low on the list. But oh no, we're gonna all go into so, the hail of Taylor's comment. Oh, I'll go in the tail of Haley's comment. There's some hip hop artists talking about uh, Heaven's Gate. Is that what it is? Oh, some Heaven's like Gate was the cult cover? in San Diego in, I believe, 2005 or 2006 that all killed themselves in a house in Del Mar or La Jolla. I can't remember which, but mm -hmm. it was in San Diego because I lived there. And they there were like 58 of them or something, and they all wore black. And they put little hoods over their faces, and they had upside-down purple triangles. And I remember specifically, because for Halloween that year, one of, a bunch of my friends went as the Heaven Skaters. <laughs> like, nice. And, and they, they were all wearing, were, like, wearing like, matching sneakers. And yes, were, like, matching sneakers, kind, yes. Right? Yeah, their sneaker game was on point. They were definitely, right. they were definitely sneaker heads. I mean, their whole fit was like, like new and fresh. Like, yeah. yeah, it's too bad they didn't use like a special Hermes scarf, you know, like a good... Like a nice silk <laughs> scarf over their faces, like a nice, you know. That 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 would be fu yeah that would that would be funny if there was like like yeah if there was more 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 specific. Yeah. But I, I feel like if they're if you're going to space, 
Like, I feel like he just, like, flips through, like, whatever catalogs he had laying around and just picks the most futuristic things available at the time. Except yeah. for maybe the shoes. The shoes are pretty basic. But, like, the rest of it was pretty, you know, track city. I mean, like, if you're going to be a spaceship, like, whatever. Well, it wasn't even. Or it, would probe. It wasn't even a spaceship, I don't think. I think it was that their, their souls would live forever in the tail of the comet. Somehow their energy would be. Well, th- there was a spaceship up. behind the comet. Oh, there was a, there was a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's, so there's a spaceship behind the comet, but you're right. They, they did, they weren't physically there. They, they, they. They, they transcended their physical bodies. Yes. When your soul right. departs, and will follow you into the dark. Aww, you know, that's my favorite song. Do you, <laughs> you like Death Cab for Cutie? I mean, yeah. that was <laughs> maybe that was written about the Heaven Skaters. Oh, that was in 2007 or something. Yeah, topical. Yeah, I know. So long ago, I remember everything from the thousands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so old. Tell us what the 80s were like, Pam. Tell us what the 80s were like. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, Tyler, can you tell us a joke? The jokes that I had written down, I, I, I'm try, I'm try, I was trying to look for it while, while I had you guys talking. Oh, okay. Well, um, knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Gate. <laughs> um. Knock, knock, who's there? Heaven's Gate, Heaven's Gate's who? No, we didn't believe in God. We're, we're in the alien ship. Oh. Oh. No need you, for maybe doors. You guys can, I, 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 found, I found my note. Maybe you guys, I'm not sure. It might, it might already be hacked. It might already be hacked? You haven't even said it yet. How is that possible? <laughs> like, uh, like I, I, I don't listen to a lot of comedy, and so I'm not sure if it's like something that like I scrolled past on a Wednesday, or if it's something that entered my brain. But, um, uh, so, it's funny seeing like all these like like well to do like middle class like like good childhood like millennials who are now like getting a little like some of them who are getting a little bunny and like adopting uh dogs from shelters and like the like better the upbringing the like more terrible of a dog they get and like them not realizing that like the same spectrum that exists for humans, like between like well-to-do middle-class schmo and like can't keep it together, like schizophrenic on the like like in the streets, like that same spectrum exists for for dogs. And so they've you know invited the equivalent of like street-hardened hooligan into their house. Uh, Yeah. Go, go ahead, caller. Um, so you're just telling us the premise for your joke. Oh yeah, I'm not talking <laughs> jokes. That's just the premise. And okay. And, 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 and like, Inviting like, uh, a street hardened criminal into your house. Oh, I get it. So it's like you're a foster parent, and you're taking in a junior hire that smokes dope, and fucking shoots heroin. Smokes. No, I, 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 and smokes just, heroin off I'm of foil. I, Oxys. Juggles knives. Like Juggles like knives. Kelly are like, 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 oh, like, let's, let's, let's do, like, like, you know, I've, I've, I've seen on the internet the hashtags are saying that we need to adopt a dog, not buy one from a breeder. 
and then they go down into this like world that they have no idea know exists and these spectrums that they have no idea know exists and then they like bring home a crackhead equivalent of a dog right yeah that could be funny right. <laughs> sure so like like i i think it's like 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 physical and like 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 i've got to like like be like, i've got to become like the the like the anthropomorphized dog like as a, as the crackhead like Good job, Brad. It's awesome. All it does is howl at you like every time you like make food and make like intense I've seen some shit eye contact and then piss in the corner. It does it has those two Smoking his foil. Yeah, you gotta have something like he's smoking he's smoking greenies yeah. off of foil yeah, the in the corner. Like he doesn't smoke weed, he's got like his <laughs> uh th- yeah, there's got oh, there's yeah, gotta be like so, there's gotta be something, something there. Shiny. It's gotta be. I I I'm I'm get I'm catching what you're throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a comic? But, uh, what do you do? Why have I never met you? Yeah. So I um I have been uh doing open mics for so I I started a little over a year ago up in Sacramento, um going one to three times a week and there was a couple dry spots where I I maybe missed a week or two and then um I went to uh, I went abroad for uh almost 4 months and it was in Spain. I thought there was going to be a lot more I thought I was going to be at a different part of the island that spoke a lot more English. But so there was there was there was no opportunity. And then I came back to Oakland and I've been here um and doing uh open mics um in Oakland at uh Penelope's Bricks. Ah, yes. Um, Pancake's been showing me where to go, and been um, yeah, it was cool. I I I, I thought I was going to a place that wouldn't remember me, and my first time looking for microphones, I run into a dude on the side. (laughs) Well, right on. So, how many years you've been doing this? Uh, A little over a year. Oh, okay. So you're so super baby. New. You're a super uh, yeah. baby. Yeah. You're I, just I'm a little yeah. baby. Just I'm, a little baby I'm, comic. I'm, 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 I'm an open micer who <laughs> makes notes. and. Uh, oh, we all are. Uh, d- don't get it twisted. I'm still an open micer, too. I mean, I've been doing it for nine <laughs> years, but I'm just an open micer. I mean, yeah, we're all doing. Respect. Yeah, well, so I'm glad that we're that, that this exists. Um, Thanks. I mean, I definitely feel like a Catholic who hasn't been to confession. Um, and uh, yeah, people need to hear something. Yeah, um, is this terrestrial or is this like? No, it's uh, it streams live on MutinyRadio.fm. We also have a free app that's available from the iTunes Store. You just look up Mutiny Radio, and then you can have access to everything. Everything's free. Everything's free speech. We don't have any ads on our website. We don't charge for anything. Cause I'm a stupid weirdo socialist that's like. Oh, free speech is important, and money's just little pieces of paper that flow through my hands. So, yeah, yeah. that's how um, that's how things work around here. You can always, hey, if you guys are listening right now, you can always press that donate button on the side of MutinyRadio.fm. We have a GoFundMe happening right now. We also have a Venmo. It's just plain old Mutiny Radio, Mutiny Radio, all lowercase. Yeah, you can give us uh, money. We love that. Podcast ideas. I'm trying to get off the ground and. uh I, I I hope that, that like all of the frustrated comics and artists there are like 
taking this is an opportunity to like develop more ways to reach their audience, um, build more websites and podcasts. And I know it's it, it, personally, it's like on my own piece trying to make something on the computer happen. But yeah, what uh, happens when the electricity goes out? Oh, I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm so stoked for like the, this isn't, this isn't even like a baby apocalypse. This is like, oh, this is, actually, this is like a baby apocalypse. We're like, oh, we have to stay in our homes and we are too divided from one another and I just can't handle it. But like if the, if the electricity went out oh. and all this shit was going down, then there'd be right. looting in the streets the and people would be losing their fucking I got a lot mind. of the PG&E. Neighbors, they would, they would go pretty quick because they're, I, I think several of my neighbors are plugged in. And plugged uh, in like they have renal failure or something, and if they don't have their uh, dialysis, they're gonna die. So, something along those. I don't okay. know. They're, yeah, they they look like they plugged in. Well, then they should have already died when there was uh, the PG&E heat wave power outages. That's. I was actually thinking about that. It's, we're really lucky that coronavirus here didn't happen during the summer. That was a test. Well, if it was during the summer in Chicago. There's a lot of people who don't have air conditioning, and if you had to stay in your house the whole time, there would just be old people dying just from, like, suffocation and heat oh, yeah, and just, not just from cooking. any kind of crazy virus or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it's kind of nuts. It's, 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 it's steadily ramping up, and, uh, yeah. You want to take to the streets, Tyler? No, I, apparently you're supposed to do the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, apparently you're supposed to cower in fear under the covers and never come out again. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, like, I, I, I think, like, reasonable airlocking practices. Cause so now we know it takes, um, like, four days. So, like, I mean, so, so if, if, if a group of people lock themselves in a room for four days and they're, they're not showing any symptoms, then they're good to do whatever. Are we there? Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was incubation. I thought it had an incubation time of fourteen days. Um. So I'm certainly not an expert, and everything I say should be checked. But um. Fact check. Uh, the 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 expert I listened to on the Joe Rogan podcast, um, like two hours ago, uh, was saying something along the lines of. Uh, so you're 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 can you're contagious before you're showing symptoms, um, then you. Uh, it, but people are showing symptoms uh, after four days of contact with with being in contact. Um, so if you're not showing symptoms after four days after a period of not being in contact with somebody, then you should be good. Four days. Yeah. I thought it was fourteen. That's what I thought. I know. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was four. So, but uh, that that seems like an important number to double check. God, that yep. is very important. Yeah. Let me look yep. right pa- now. Pancake's gonna gonna do a little spelunking on the internet. I uh, honestly, I feel like as long as they've they've kept us pretty quiet and placated here with our internet, and if the internet goes down, that's when everyone's gonna fucking lose their mind. Because a lot of people don't like. There's a lot of creative people I think that are using this time to create new work and to do things and all kinds of stuff, and they're thinking about this. 
kind of in a different way. But if you don't necessarily have a creative outlet and you don't have your work anymore and you're not allowed to go to work and you're left to your own devices and then suddenly Netflix is gone, I mean, or ironically, what are they going to do? To your own devices. Yeah, but I'm sh- but people don't know how to knit or like for me I was like, "Oh, I sewed a new patch on a hat." And like if worse came to worse and there was no fucking Netflix, no big deal. I would just sew a new I don't know. I'm optimistic. I've seen some cool stuff. I've seen a lot of like seen a lot of board game Zama parties. Uh. Um and like I, I saw something really I, I'm 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 not I definitely am not inclined to be optimistic. But like but what I've seen has been generally positive. I haven't experienced this level of like we're all in it together in a long time, which I mean, because this is generally unique because this is like this is global news that is like local, like yeah, like this is like it's 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 all over the world, but it's also like in every interaction, yeah. and that same conversations being had, all in same concerns being shared all over the world, and that doesn't happen very often. No, absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know if specifically that has ever happened on this scale. Well, none of this, nothing, nothing like this have, has ever happened. I mean, I'm 45. I've lived on the earth longer than most people, most comedians that still do this bullshit. And I've never, this has never happened. There's never been a, you can't leave your house. You can sort of leave your house. Watch out. Maybe you can leave your house. Oh, no, we might have martial law. We don't have martial law. We're taking away your civil. Li- I mean, we've taken away civil liberties before, but now it's like, Excuse me, we can't group in peop- more than ten people, and uh, well, that's not being. It's not. It's not legal, from what I've seen. I mean, so, so these are these are ordinances, like, and I don't know. Like, I mean, it's. I mean, that's kind of what the government's there to do. In this case, I mean, this isn't. I mean, I don't see. I mean, I. I okay, can I break in here, please? Like, like um, what? what 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 government is being concerned with the moment and it's not like you know how to you know pull a coup on the people it's 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 how to what to do with a a, con- a global interconnected economy that's screeching to a halt in weeks uh they're 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 more concerned with like how how do we survive how do we not turn this virus into an economic depression it's a little late for that. <laughs> We're adding uh, another $1.5 trillion to our debt. Oh, God. So well, how, how far uh, can our, we push this thing? Is, uh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a really complicated thing that I've, I, I've, I've worked really hard to try and wrap my head around. And it's not it's – not, it's tied up with – it's not like they, they can just like say, here, give us your money. Or like 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 time time to pay up, like like it's 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 kind of it's one big representation of how much like intertangling there is, how much how much trade, how much credit, how much I don't know. Countries with that much debt with each other typically don't go to war, which is a good thing. <laughs> Tyler, uh, there needs to be a retraction real real quick because people can show symptoms between 2 and 14 days after exposure. So according to uh um fucking everyone, dude. Fu- <laughs> fucking <laughs> Google everyone. wouldn't put it on their front page and it wouldn't be in like three or four articles under it. 
just from today. I'm sure so. you can find three or four articles that it raises the dead. Jeez, like, and they say Reuters, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, and they say I'm, fucking um, Gizmodo. I would go. I would go with. I would go with something like Mayo Clinic or some something. Dot gov. Well, please don't add to the fake news. Only oh, real news. Actually, I've been, I, I've been spreading so many conspiracy theories. I'm like, oh, everything's true. Nothing's true. Well, those are true. theories. Those are theories. Those are not fake facts. Not like, uh, twelve people died in the Bay Area, you know, and no one's died in the Bay Area. But actually, eleven people on last count for me. In the Bay Area. In the Bay Area. Oh my. Dead. Eleven. We're finally starting to climb up the ranks here. Ingest. We're all ingest here. Well, I mean, yes, uh, absolutely. I don't want people to die. That's terrible. But also, it seems like if people aren't, like, contracting it and dying, what the fuck are we all on lockdown for? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I kind of want to be like, show show me that it's important. And, and maybe that makes me a dick. Like, I'm, I'm an American. Show me. Show me that why why we should stay inside and not do stuff. And it's like, I'm just not seeing, I mean, maybe we're going to see it this week that there's this doubling of cases, this tripling of cases. That and 19, from 19 uh, on last count to 321. What? In, in, in our Bay Area? Exposed and, and confirmed. <gasps> um, not, not deaths, but. Um, no, just, exp- just, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's gonna like so I, I think we're just surprised and taken off guard because we we haven't we're not used to we don't know what government action looks like and this is what government action looks like 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 I mean, the, the experts have known apparently since November um, yeah but or since if you listened to us earlier since October because Pancake was playing this um, podcast that was talking about. Um, the medical quarantine, and that they had they had run situations, they had run fake, uh, like war games, basically on this last October, mm-hmm. that they were doing. Well, like, I what would happen if, if this if, happened? If, if exercises th- like that weren't routine. Wait, I didn't hear. I that would hope they were. In fact. Right, and they were, and we just now we're like, oh, look at what they were doing back then, but they're still not. I don't know. I honestly, I don't. At this point, I don't know what's real and what's not. And I feel months, like months, months before it, uh, we have a pandemic. They're talking about this. Th- this is uh, reminiscent of the uh, dark winter experiment, where they conducted uh, another think tank, and they they had people talk about what if there was an anthrax uh, outbreak, and uh, and and. Then months after that, you know, the things that happened after 9-11. Oh. Well, that's kind of like I get a weekly checkup and, like, then the week I get a checkup, I get sick. The metaphor here is us as a body and us as the United States. And so we went to the doctor and went to the doctor and went to the doctor, and suddenly we went to the doctor this week and we're like,